Well, welcome. We're glad to see everybody here tonight. And I know uh, probably many of you have had a very busy day already. I'm just, um, I'm happy that I could get out of the kitchen for a little while. And I told somebody when I came in, I was looking under my fingernails for green frosting and been making cookies today. But I'm glad that we can just set aside this time to honor what Christmas is really about. And that is Jesus. We all know that for sure. Or you wouldn't be here. But thank you for coming. We know according to the Bible that Jesus was born on a night probably much like this. Over 2,000 years ago in the city of Bethlehem, our Savior was born. And you know, God does not ever do anything by accident. Jesus was born at the right time and in the right setting according to prophecy. And it was very significant that Jesus was born at night. He came into the world at nighttime to show us that good, great, and God things can happen in a dark season in our life. I wouldn't ask for a show of hands, but you might be here tonight. And you may be in a dark time in your life. You may be in a season where it's difficult. But Jesus came to bring light in the darkness. Isn't that good news? Darkness will always have to give way to light. I don't know who the first person was here tonight. It was probably Pastor Tom. But I know that when whoever came into this building and this room was filled with darkness, as soon as they flipped the switch, light came and darkness was dispelled. Darkness can never stand up to the power there is in light. When that light flip, uh, switch was flipped, darkness couldn't say, No, no, I'm not going to go. No, I want to stay dark in this room. No, had no choice. And that's why we call Jesus, the Word does too, the light of the world. Because when He came, that light that happened dispelled Darkness. Now we know that Jesus' birth, it wasn't like most people thought it would be. The Jewish people were looking for the promised Messiah. But they'd been told that he was going to be king of the Jews. So they were expecting him to be born in a royal place, perhaps in a palace. But he wasn't born in a palace. His birth wasn't celebrated by the masses. His baby picture wasn't posted all over social media saying the king has been born. No, very few people on earth even knew when he entered this earth. But heaven knew, God knew that his only begotten son had lowered himself and had humbled himself and been willing to be born a baby in lowly circumstances in a little manger. Heaven rejoiced at such a thing. Talk about a supernatural happening, a phenomenal event. Something significant had occurred that would change the world forever. And who was this great news proclaimed to? It wasn't proclaimed to a king sitting on a throne. The first people to be notified of Jesus' birth were shepherds out in a field watching 
they're sheep. And that's significant as well. They weren't on the upper echelon of society. Shepherds were on the lower end. But it was significant because God was announcing, I am coming in the form of my son for all mankind. Whosoever will believe on me will be saved. Let's look at a passage of scripture over in Luke chapter 2. About this appearance to the shepherds. In Luke chapter 2, we'll begin like at verse 8. We're going to read a, a few scriptures because it's just good for us to read the word about this phenomenal event called the birth of our Lord Jesus. In verse 8, I'm reading out of the New King James. <clears throat> now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Now you and I, when we read this, we like to think, Oh, but you know, if, if Jesus showed up to me, if an angel stood before me, I'd just, I, you know, I'd be cool with it. No, I doubt it. I don't think we would have acted any different than these guys acted. It says they were greatly afraid. All of a sudden, this angel of the Lord stood before them. And I'm sure it wasn't a teeny little Cupid angel. It was giant, I'm sure, because angels are big beings. And here he stood before them. And then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you, it's on the screen, let's read this together. Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. That was a a major statement. To all people, not just to the Jewish people, not just to the rich people. He said, I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. Jesus, the Savior of the world, for all people, for all time. What an awesome announcement. And then verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Good tidings. Great joys, good news, a savior for all people. And if you study history, you'll, re- you'll realize that Jesus, when he came into this earth, he was born at a time when it was a very dark season, particularly for the Jewish people. The world was full of evil and wickedness and terror and pain and suffering. The Jewish people were under major oppression from the Roman rule and reign. And they were crying out. For their promised Messiah to deliver them. But because he did not come in the way that they expected him to, most of them missed it. And even when he identified who he was, they didn't accept him. I got a word for you. 
Many times, your miracle, your breakthrough that you're believing for, it's not going to come wrapped in the package that maybe you think it's going to happen in. Maybe you're looking to a man. Maybe you're looking to your job to give you a raise. Or you're looking to a person to fill your that empty void on the inside of you. Don't look to people. And don't figure it out in your mind. God moves in mysterious ways. But he's got a miracle for you. He's got a breakthrough for you. Those people missed that the king of kings had entered the earth. I'm saying to you tonight, don't miss your day of visitation. He visits us all. And He will come to us all. If your heart is hungry, if you're crying out, if you are in a dark situation and you're crying out, He hears the cry of your heart. And He will send light and breakthrough into our darkness. Few people recognized who Jesus was. But there was a man that the Bible talks about. And his name is Simeon. And he's found in this same chapter. In Luke chapter 2. We won't read all of this. But the summary of this is that. After a certain period of time, they had to take Jesus into the temple according to the law. And it so happens that the Spirit of God moved upon Simeon to be in the temple at the same time when Mary and Joseph brought young Jesus to the temple. Talk about not missing your day of visitation. He was in the right place at the right time. And he got what he had been believing for. Let's read just a little bit of this in Acts cha- in Luke chapter 2 verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And then in verse 27, So he came by the Spirit into the temple, right place at the right time. When you're believing for a breakthrough, it's important to follow the promptings in your heart. Follow the light. Remember that old old song? Who sang that? Follow the light. Follow the light. The light is on the inside of us. It's called the spirit of the living God. And he will lead us out of the darkness right to the place where we need to be. So he was there at the right time. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon was there. He took him up in his arms. He blessed God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And verse 30, I love this. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Verse 31, which you have prepared before the face of all people. There it is again, salvation for all people. A light to bring revelation 
to the Gentiles. Think about that. He was getting that revelation that this glorious gospel, this light that was shining through Jesus was not just for a select few. Simeon prophesied it. And he said, it is to bring revelation to the Gentiles. If you are not of Jewish descent, guess what? You're a Gentile. And we get in on it. Aren't you glad? We get in on the promises of God. Hallelujah. But he saw that revelation and the glory of your people Israel. So Simeon had prayed and his eyes now saw the answer to his prayer. I like this same passage, Luke 2.32 out of the Passion Translation. I don't think we have that one, but let's listen to it. He will be glory for your people Israel and the revelation light for all people everywhere. That's in the Passion Translation. Revelation light for all people everywhere. Now this other one is God's word. He is a light that will reveal salvation to the nations and bring glory to your people, Israel. Isn't that awesome? Did you know that the Word of God contains 365 prophecies about Jesus? And He fulfilled them all. Revelation of the light and the glory of God sending His Son to deliver mankind, to redeem us from the curse of the law. No other human, no other person could fulfill all of those 365 prophecies. But He did because He is the Savior of the world. And Jesus knew exactly what His mission was. And He knew exactly who he was over in the new testament in john chapter 8 verse 12 then jesus spoke to them again he's talking to his disciples i am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life In a few moments, we're going to be lighting candles which symbolize Jesus is the light of the world. And that light shines to us, but it will shine through us. When we receive Him, we receive light. Darkness is dispelled. The curse is gone. And we should be shining with the light of His love. Amen? Then in John 8, 32, out of the NLT, it says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to light. Isn't that good? John 8, 32 in the NLT. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. I like how it says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. 
Let me ask you a question. Are you a follower of Jesus? Then that means you don't have to stumble around in the dark. Because Jesus, the light of the world, we can see where we are going. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, it says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the shadow of the death, of death upon them a light has shined. All of us here at one time have walked in darkness, but how many of you have seen the light? I like how that scripture says that. Those who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. This entire chapter is about, again, our Redeemer coming and the light shining. And those who follow me won't have to walk in darkness anymore. He rescues the perishing. He cares for the dying, hurting, sighing humanity. And yes, He shines light to enlighten our pathway so we don't have to stumble around in life and miss it and experience hurt and tragedy one after another. Let the light reveal His pathway to you. Let the light shine in your life in and through you. Many of you probably are going to be around relatives or friends tonight or tomorrow that don't know Jesus. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to let the light shine through you. Do you know anybody that needs Jesus? Do you know anybody that's bound by bondages from the enemy? I was thinking about this today and I was, as I was praying about what I was going to share. And the Lord reminded me of this illustration and I, I trust it will hit a chord in your heart. But I remember growing up on the farm in Oklahoma. Most of you know this, but we grew, I grew up on a little farm of 160 acres in, in Pawnee, Oklahoma. And there were five of us, and particularly me and my two younger brothers, we loved to go out and just run all over the farm and climb trees and do things that kids do. And sometimes we would just lose track of the time, particularly in the summer because the days were were real long. And all of a sudden, darkness would overtake us. And you'd have the light of the moon. And that sounds like a song by the light of the, you know, light of the moon or the stars. But it's still pretty dark out there. And so we're trying to find our way back home in this dense darkness. And all of a sudden you see little shining eyes on the other side of the path. And you're thinking it's Flossie the cow, but it could be Wiley the coyote. So, you know, you're like, ah, hope those are friendly shining eyes. But I can remember more than once hearing my dad. Kids, where are you? with this gigantic spotlight of a flashlight coming out to rescue us in the darkness, calling us by name. Brenda, Ricky, Randy, where are you? You know, we ran to the light and we ran to our daddy. Some of you have been stumbling around in the dark, but Jesus is saying, Come to me. I'm the light of life. 
I want to shine into your heart. And perhaps it's not for you, but I believe it's for someone to share with somebody this Christmas season. They're out there. And maybe Wiley Coyote is getting ready to pounce on them. But you got the light. Shine it bright so they can see the hope of Jesus. Amen. If we've experienced the light, which I believe that we have, then we need to share it with those around us. Amen.